Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoying grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. That's right, we're the podcast that explores the American animated sitcom, The Simpsons, from seasons 11 and beyond. Why 11 and beyond, you ask? Well, we know there are plenty of other podcasts out there that explore the quote-unquote golden age of The Simpsons, that being seasons 1 through 10, and we want to find the, the joys and the pleasures that are in the later seasons. I am an annoyed grunt boy, Steve, but I'm not very good, so I need help. So with me, as always, is my other annoyed grunt boy, Craig. Hi, Craig. Sad news for... Uh... Your bar next door, Steve. Oh, believe me. I know. <laughs> I, I don't really watch football, but during the playoffs, especially because it was so hyped for a super wild card weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I'll turn on some of the games and, and watch. And then I saw, of course, the Eagles playing the Buccaneers and no chance for the Eagles, everyone. But I, I was rooting for them because I wanted you to be annoyed for a couple more weeks. Yeah. Sadly, the Eagles lost to Tom Brady. And yeah. uh, how was the bar next door? Was it were you were you working or were you at home? Uh, so the game was early and I was at home and I was trying to take a little nap before work because that six hour shift is so rough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was just a lot of uh, a lot of profanity. <laughs> and it, it's weird because it felt like I actually had to look out my window because they were so loud. I literally thought they were in my backyard. Wow. And uh, I, yeah, I, I just feel that there was there was probably a lot of like slurs being tossed around with Brady's name in it. Yeah. That's Eagles fans for you. Well, I mean, that's just football fans for you. Mm -hmm. So I, again, don't really watch the games. I'll just turn it on for a little bit, watch a play and then turn back to like the Simpsons, which is fun because, you know, they were showing like football themed episodes this weekend on FXX. Oh, that's fun. So I'm like, I'm kind of watching football. Yeah. I'll watch a play that's going on. But then, you know, commercial comes on and I got back to something else. But it was so weird. I was watching the Cowboys 49ers game mm -hmm. on Nickelodeon. <laughs> what well it was simulcast you can still watch it on like cbs and so i'm like what's going on here like i i literally was like flipping through the stations and it said the the game the niners cowboys game on nickelodeon I'm like this is weird so i click it over and like they got like the field like they'll put like neon shit all over it and then sometimes mm -hmm. like a slime monster would show up weird and they had like two kids doing commentary with like two adults Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is the? Do they do this all the time? And I looked it up, and they did this previously once, and it was last season. So this is the second time they've done it. Just with one, they choose like one game, mm -hmm. and it's it's the funniest shit I've ever seen <laughs> because they're also talking to kids. So yeah. it's it'll be like I'm not saying this happened, but something very similar would happen. Would be like someone throws a ball. Oh, look at the the throw on that ball there. That was a great throw. You could totally tell that he ate his vegetables when he was a kid. <laughs> You know, they would yeah. they'd also like reference like Nickelodeon cartoons like, oh, that that ball. They should just call that ball the Hey Arnold head. Right. <laughs> you know, like it was uh, also got to be kind of like high to be watching this. And it was the most amazingly weirdest, like stupidest thing. Like, could you imagine like you're at a, a sports bar and like you have <laughs> that version of the game on instead of, you know, the actual broadcast where, you know, adults are talking? Yeah, it's just. There's ads for Jojo Siwa or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, there was exactly. It was you know <laughs> ads for Nickelodeon stuff. Right, and like all these guys are like <laughs> getting drunk. And... There's no beer ads. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, what's the idea? Is this for like you know? Well, uh, Dad always wants to watch football and never spends time with the kids. But what if we put it on so the kids can watch it too? Mm -hmm. And then maybe it's like 
parents don't want the beer commercials advertised to their kid. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because I wonder if it's just a matter of them looking for any avenue to show football just because they need they they know that people will watch it and they need a cash grab because yeah. everyone else is watching their YouTubes and their TikToks. I, I gotta say though, because they would like bring slime monsters out and and uh Steve, I think next year, you know, how people have Super Bowl parties mm-hmm. next year, next year when you know COVID is definitely over with. Absolutely. It'll be a, it'll be a distant memory. Instead of having a Super Bowl party party, let's have the Nickelodeon airs the you know, does the one football game party. <laughs> I like it. It was fun to watch and uh, very fun to be watching and, and also drinking beer the way Nickelodeon wants you to do it, right? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Speaking of beer, it's time for our favorite uh, segment, The Simpsons Beer Corner. <laughs> All righty, Craig, uh, what do you got for us? You know, I kind of had a hard time uh, finding a beer for this episode. Yeah. I was trying to find like Bully Brew and that doesn't exist. <laughs> I was trying to find Marge's Old Time Memories beer. That's not a beer. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find what's the name of the Academy? Coltiers. Yeah. I was trying to find their beer. They don't have a beer. So, Steve, I just ended up going to the fridge and finding a beer that I haven't had yet and just wanted to try that. Okay. Okay. Not That's everything true. has to be about The Simpsons on The Simpsons podcast. It's true. Clearly. We probably talk about uh, The Simpsons one quarter of the whole podcast is Simpsons talk, and then the three quarters is garbage. Yeah. We'll talk about Seinfeld and eggs and some <laughs> dumb stuff. Yeah. All right. So, let's get on with my beer. It's um, Leg and Cool's Toasted Bach. Ooh. It's a refreshing taste of a traditional Bach beer. I don't have a description. It's just a Bach, you know? Yeah. It's not a Beethoven. Beethoven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Ooh. And Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee knows things about breweries, Steve. It's true. All right. So here we go. Uh, it's just your standard 5.1% alcohol by volume. Not by weight. Oh, that's 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 a great Bach. Yeah. I do you love a Bach. Bach. Um, very smooth. I, I think it's it's you're it is a very nice toasty Bach. Nice. Um, that sounds really good. This is something I'm trying to think of what other box I drink or have drank. I think this is like this is like a great like six pack. Good for the old pigskin, Steve. Oh yes. Or the the Simpskins. Ah yes. This is a good Simpskins beer. Uh, yeah, it's a, I'm guessing it's nice and toasty, kind of malty. Yep, it's perfect for this time of uh, winter. Yeah, and I could definitely crush a six pack of this. Very nice. I'm going to <laughs> as soon as I get to my kids' recital. That's right. <laughs> they won't be the only ones singing. I'm getting knocked down. Better I get up again. <laughs> Let's go to a party house. <laughs> take a, it? I take a vodka drink. It makes a beer. Wait, what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> we reviewed that episode. Anyways, uh, Steve, what do you got for us? Alrighty. Well, I also struggled with a, a beer that associated with this episode. So I just thought about Marge's flaws as a parent. And her biggest flaw is her inability to make a decent ice cream sundae. Oh. Um, so I have a beer from Riverbend Brewing out of Bend, Oregon, called Berry, Me and Fudge. Berry being spelled B-E-R-R-Y, Me and being spelled in traditional fashion, and Fudge also being spelled as you would expect it to be. It is an imperial milk porter with raspberries, cacao nibs, and vanilla. Um, on the side it says, because tonight is the night when two become one. Um, reminiscent of that classic uh, song about fucking from the Spice Girls. Um, it comes in at 8% with uh, 45 IBUs. 
I'd say the can is fairly kid friendly. A lot of swirly colors, a lot of pinks and blues. Oh yeah, my my bottle's not kid friendly. It looks like a old timey beer label, you know, with like a river or a yeah. lake. And yeah, no. Alrighty, so nice foamy head, uh, dark beer. Smells a little bit of raspberry. Huh. Oh yeah. It's interesting. It's not um, overtly sweet, but there is a sweetness to it. And there is like a, it does taste kind of like a chocolate raspberry, but it's not super thick, super syrupy. I don't know that I would want to do more than one, but one's very good. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about uh, raspberry and beer. Yeah. I'll say that they could have gone way further and it would have been way too much. I think the balance is there, um, but I think it's more of a novelty rather than something that I really enjoy. All right. I, yeah. I think I would pass on that for myself. That's fair. I think it's, it's I think it's well done, but it's not for everybody. And I don't know that I'd want to do it again, but there we are. All right. I know many people say that about you, that they don't want to do you again. Well, at least they let me do them once. <laughs> All right, Steve, for this week, I've been, oh, wait, we haven't started the episode yet. <laughs> yeah, we got to go way back, all the way back uh, to 2010, uh, because this is uh, season 22, episode five. So uh, the episode aired originally on November 14th, 2010. Uh, what was the number one movie in the box office? Uh, the animated movie Megamind. Cool. Starring, let's say, Will Ferrell. Is that right? Yeah. I was right. Yeah. Jonah Hill, Brad Pitt, Tina Fey, David Cross, Ben Stillar. Sure, all the kids were excited to hear Tina Fey and Ben Stiller finally in a cartoon. And David Cross. Yeah. I think it's funny when they you when like these cartoons have all these prestige actors for kids who don't care about it. I, yeah, I don't get it either. It's like there's talented voice actors out there that should exactly. be doing it. One thing, and, and it's also cheaper probably for the studio. Yeah. I mean, you got Brad Pitt in this movie. I mean, he was probably like, I don't know, like I'm not sure how much actors make, but he probably made like at least two hundred dollars. Yeah. That's a lot of money, Steve. That is. You can buy a lot of apples to eat on screen with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was he eating like while he was doing his lines? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt, famous for always wanting to have food when he's acting because that's his uh, crutch. That's right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I never saw Megamind. No, I don't. I had to make sure that there, I had to check to see if there were minions in it. Turns out there aren't. Because I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So sorry. Oh, it's okay. Sorry, Will Ferrell. I'm sure you'll, you'll be okay. okay. Just uh, don't look up. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to watch that movie. No. They're not friends anymore. Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. They have a falling out. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Yeah, because he was going to be in a movie about the Lakers and Will Ferrell wanted to play like the coach, I think. Oh, and Adam was like, yeah, of course. And then like kind of went behind his back and hired, I think, John C. Riley and John called Will Ferrell. I was like, hey, I hope you're all right with me taking the role. And Will didn't know. Uh-huh. And uh, so Ooh. Will's past pissed at Adam. Oh, wow. Yeah. Drama. He's not a nice guy right now. That's my bad Will Ferrell. <laughs> Pretty okay. Uh, just make Elf 2 like everyone wants. It won't be good, but you'll make a lot of money. That's perfect. All right. Well, we weren't mega minding it. What was uh, what was maybe one of us actually listening to, Steve? Yeah, I was going to say the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 was We Are Who We Are by K. Dollar sign Ha, better known as Keisha. Hot and dangerous. If you're one of us, then roll with us. Because we make the hipsters fall in love when we got our hot pants on and up. And yes, of course we does. We run in this town just like a club. And no, you don't want to mess with us. Got Jesus on my necklace.
Yeah, Kesha. Yeah, that's a fun, fun song. Yeah, those first couple of Kesha albums, uh, just just fun drunk girl party music, you know? Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons. Uh, there's even that famous episode. I don't know what episode it is where Kesha's TikTok and oh, Lisa's yeah. uh, lip syncing it. That's where I first heard Kesha. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Simpsons. See, the Simpsons started Kesha's career. Just don't tell and anyone that Kesha must that. be very rich now that she invented TikTok. Right. <laughs> Uh, she was like screwed over. Yeah. By, uh, was it Scooter Braun too? Would he fuck her over? Or was it someone I think else? so, actually. Because she's a very accomplished musician in her own right, too. Like yeah. a songwriter and stuff. Right. Yeah. Because she, yeah, that was the thing. She wrote all those fun party jams. Mm-hmm. And do you remember she, uh, she was on an episode of, uh, what was the Nicole Richie Paris Hilton show? Oh, yeah. The Simple Life. Yeah. She was on like an episode of that. Like they went to like one of her her family's farmhouse or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What a great show that was. Yeah. Uh, it was horrible. But also, as we find out later, that it was all an act, Steve. Parasol is not that vapid. No. She can cook, <laughs> kind of. She has a cooking show on YouTube or on uh, Netflix. Uh, that, that's probably funny. <laughs> it is because she like bakes with like uh, like satin gloves on and she's she's like clearly playing a character, but it's fun because she commits to it. Um, I'll have to check that out. But maybe yeah. before I check that out, I should watch The Simpsons. That's right. Uh, so today we're talking about Lisa Simpson. This isn't your life. Uh, so as I said, it's the uh, fifth episode of the 26th season. And in it, uh, fearing that she'll end up like Marge, Lisa pledges to focus solely on her academics and not get distracted by other things. Meanwhile, Bart puts Nelson in his place and unintentionally earns the title of school bully. All right. Sounds great. Let's go watch it, Steve. All righty. We'll do that. And we'll be right back. back today we're talking about lisa simpson this isn't your life the fifth episode of the 22nd season it originally aired on november 14th 2010 it is episode 469 in the show's run your nerd code is mabf20 was written by joel h cohen directed by matthew nastuck and your showrunner is al jean all right joel h cohen not to be confused with other joel cohen's in hollywood that's right uh we've done a couple episodes you know he had a brother uh robert cohen who wrote uh the flaming mose episode he just did the one episode but yeah he was the younger yeah. brother of uh robert cohen anyways what do we do we've done let's say homer's paternity coot uh, what was that one about uh that one was there's an old letter from the 60s and it's from homer's mother and so homer's concerned that grandpa isn't really his dad i don't remember that one I think it's an older episode or one of our earlier oh, okay. episodes. Do we do Brawl in the Family? Think so. 13. You know, I have a uh, spreadsheet for all <laughs> of the uh, episodes that we've reviewed and I never bring it up. Yeah. yeah. Brawl, like, in fam- Brawl in the Family is our 21st episode. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder, like, oh, I don't want to listen to our old stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't listen to us at all. No. But I always wonder if, like, if we go back to an old episode that we review, like, the first, like, 10 or whatever, even that one, 21, if our mind would change based on how much, well, now 156 episodes of The Simpsons we've seen. Yeah. Maybe only few people remember us with the ongoing joke of uh, <laughs> uh, her, uh, the Scorpion's Tale. Yeah. Rock you like a 
that we watched it and we just loved it again or loved it for the first time yeah <laughs> not again that's that's true what was that season that was uh then homer's paternity coot was episode 116 and that doesn't seem that far away it was april 22nd 2021 no april 15th excuse me oh so yeah wait i had i i was getting close to being vaccinated yeah i think uh, i i had gotten my first shot and i was waiting on my second and i was like this is it despite i wouldn't get the second shot yeah we're be done back. america's <laughs> back we'll be done with the podcast by then yeah i figured we get all the episodes done <laughs> and to answer your question uh, uh scorpion's tale was season oh, from, 22 from this season exactly just a mere 10 episodes after this one whoa i wonder if that'll change my opinion on how this episode is now perhaps yeah so our 29th episode was scorpion's tale yeah okay well enough about that scorpions tell let's just get in with this week's episode we get a title screen Yay. and it's steve's favorite it's That's... the uh the three-eyed crow that flies by yep uh, gotta love some george R. R. martin was 2010 was game of thrones on by now probably yeah and then a couch gag which again after watching new episodes of the simpsons it's fun to see some old gags like the couch gag back that's right they sit on the sofa and then we even get like a cameo from what was his name uh from the whole uh matt Groening's favorite episode he always talks about the uh bart the daredevil right yeah exactly uh, lance murdoch mm-hmm. he's back in couch gag form Ooh. So, uh, he jumps over them on his motorcycle but then proceeds to crash and then his helmet rolls into the living room that's pretty violent so marge has to cover her uh her little baby there maggie yeah that was a fun one i think that uh it's uh cool to see lance murdoch so late in the game because <laughs> like the role of daredevil doesn't really exist in our lives anymore ever since evil knievel died i know and super dave osborne that's true <laughs> uh so speaking of violence our episode begins as it often does with homer and the uh, simpsons children watching tv and it's time for another episode of itchy and scratchy uh this one entitled hoop screams a parody of the 1994 uh, documentary hoop dreams so on the basketball court a zebra referee tosses uh, the ball for tip off so itchy slices scratchy's head which lands in the hands of itchy's teammate he tosses a ball for an alley-oop and itchy wraps the uh wraps scratchy's head around the rim of the net one of those basketball players, the one you were just talking about, looks like uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. He's even got number 23. Got the Michael Jordan, formerly known as uh, Adolf Hitler mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the earring. Yeah. And the big ears. The tail. Yeah. There was, was Michael a del- Jordan a mouse? Michael, is Michael Jordan a mouse? Yeah. Was like he a mouse? Real, real life? Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, he was in Space Jam. Didn't he play basketball with Mickey Mouse? Oh, no, that's Looney Tunes. Um, Give it time. They should have done, like, Michael Jordan should be like, I'm pissed they didn't ask me to be in Space Jam too. So then goes to, like, Disney and says, let me be in Epcot Jam. Yeah. <laughs> and they just do, like, a, like, remember back in 1983, Steve, when, was it 83 or 82, when uh, Octopussy came out and then some other company was all like, hey, Sean Connery, be James Bond. And oh, never yeah. say never. Remember remember that? We were, I, how old? Yeah, we were, when we were one? like, yeah, one, two. This is whack, right, Steve? So controversial. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Seems non-canon. Yeah. Um, There was also a deleted scene where uh, that uh, Michael Jordan parody went straight off the court and then started gambling. (laughs) And then not not tipping his servers. Yeah. Being kind of a jerk to everybody. Then he went on an airplane and uh, was telling people he wears Hanes underwear. Yeah. And that stopped 9-11. The end. (laughs) Remember like when uh, he retired, what, like 93? Power five, 95, 96. Yeah. And so then they immediately uh, retire his number. 
And then like two years later, he comes back and he can't be number 23 anymore. Yeah. What number was he? 45. Craig's favorite number. His favorite number. He's from the future and went back in time and he wanted to wear his favorite president's number. Yeah. That's right. Are we talking about 45? Yeah. 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 Do you know why he wore 45? Because he could, they retired the number 23. He couldn't wear it. Yeah. Even though it was his. I think it was, uh, I think it was his uh, uh, high school number. I don't know why. <laughs> Who cares about Michael Jordan's jersey yeah. number choices? Oh, sorry about that. Um, oh, yeah. I'm talking about the Simpsons. We're talking Springfield. <laughs> oh, that was last week. Um, so anyways, yeah, that Michael Jordan itchy man. <laughs> Slam dunks the bomb ball. I guess what you would call it, right? I think so. Uh, it lands in uh, Scratchy's decapitated corpse. We see the bomb going off and guts and entrails everywhere. And then <laughs> Scratchy's flesh is blown into the shape of like a double zero jersey, which hangs in the rafters, much as how uh, Michael Jordan's number 23 would hang. That's right. And so everyone cheers. And then Itchy and uh, another team cut off the opposing team members' heads and then dump the blood from the body onto the coach. And then, uh, and then the cartoon like just wraps up and quickly... Krusty just kind of interrupts because there's a there's a pricing issue, Steve. Oh, no. Mousy and Catsy, aren't they great? Now listen up, kids. Krusty sponsor, the Texan family of gas stations, wants you to know that today's the last day of their Happy Little Elves giveaway. It's Texan's way of saying, sorry about those million dead pelicans. <laughs> You'll really love the intentionally scarce baby must-have. Don't you want to be on tall reason? <laughs> Maggie, you can't climb into the TV. If you could, I'd make Alex Trebek answer some questions. Dad, I think Maggie's just sad because her set is missing baby must-have. No child of mine will go without anything ever except quality health care. I forgot to mention it is a fun way to start an episode of The Simpsons, which they do a lot. I mean, I yeah. make the joke, but good old itchy and scratchy. It's a nice setup. Or as uh, Krusty calls them, mousy and catsy. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that was, uh, going back to the cartoon, that was an especially violent, I know that they're all violent, but I don't know why, just uh, the amount of violence in that itchy and scratchy cartoon seemed extra, and I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, well, we're Americans. We want more violence. That's right. We're a country based on violence. Yep, just go to any school and duck. I've, <laughs> I've never seen uh, Maggie suck so much <laughs> and so hard. Really going for it. You were really wanting to say that, weren't you? I, I, I was just saying that. I mean, she'll never get a baby that way, but <laughs> the toy, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It is adorable how she just sucks. Yeah. No, it's just the the the, the eagerness of her wanting the toy. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's just cool. Um, and the, also, and the name of the toy. Yeah, baby must have. It's just just perfect. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like you know getting your happy meal and just waiting for that last one to complete the set, and then for some reason you didn't go to McDonald's that week, and then you can never get it again. Oh yeah, I mean, and that was that was times before obviously eBay's, which yeah, now you could probably get. I think we did a deep dive one podcast. I don't know if we cut it, but of us talking about the McDonald's toys. They yeah. just don't do anything cool anymore. I mean, I don't, I haven't bought a Happy Meal in years, but no. I mean, I don't really drive through McDonald's. So I really don't know. Maybe they do still do toys. But this kind of like little promotion, you know, that uh, the Tex 
Texan. Texan. Thinking about like 7-Eleven back in the day of like they would have things like that. Oh, yeah. You spend some money and get a free gift or a glass or. I have a very specific memory of a made for TV version of Revenge of the Nerds. And if you bought a Slurpee, you got a Smell-O-Vision card. I remember. So you could watch it, which happened to be on Fox, probably after The yep. Simpsons, where you would watch along with a movie. And when the icon appeared it, on the screen, you had to sniff and it would smell like roses or vomit or poop or whatever. I totally remember. Did we not together, but we both like went to get them together? I don't know. Maybe Were you yeah. alive then or I mean, maybe not to you. <laughs> OK, but I remember doing that. That's funny. Literally yeah. that movie. Yeah, I don't even like... remember the movie at all being no. really good or not. I'm sure it was probably what the guy who plays booger was curtis curtis armstrong, armstrong was yeah. probably the only one in it i would guess so yeah probably just some sexy nameless blonde was there brad pitt yeah <laughs> he was nameless then so yeah um didn't the simpsons do like some sort of 3d one you got 3d glasses if you bought like a slurpee yeah i think so yeah things aren't fun anymore <laughs> no like mcdonald's buildings look too corporate they don't look fun like right obviously there's like not really play pens anymore which well, that's fine for us we're too old but right but there's no like wonder or whimsy anymore everything's like when they got purposeful. rid of when they got rid of ronald mcdonald that was that was the sign of time it was like dude come on mcdonald's yeah bring back the clown bring back the grimace the, what fry about the little fry guys yeah exactly who is the girl one wasn't there like a girl hamburger yeah. monster well they're birdie birdie okay yeah like i know it appeals to kids and you don't want kids eating your food even though you do right but like you want to look like you're not but you know what we're a country of nostalgia at this moment you know exactly we want comfort we need ronald back we need um, a non-sexy hamburger. We need the cinnamon toast crunch chefs back on the box. Mm-hmm, not those weird anthropomorphic <laughs> nightmares that are yeah. there on there now. I still think Toucan Sam's around, right? Yeah, I think so. And Lucky's still around. Yeah. What about honey- Snap, Crapple, Crapple, Crap, Pop? <laughs> like Crackle sold his name for a crappy streaming service. Yeah. And the other two are, are on strike for poor labor practices. <laughs> I was going to say Pop is a uh, network TV too. Isn't that like a oh, yeah. network uh snap is well he snapped yeah <laughs> on a killing rampage drowned several people in milk <laughs> uh yeah there's a the honeybee i think is around but he seems more like adult yeah he like raps with nelly yeah it's a real commercial you know i'm just one of these days steve one of these days <laughs> i tell you ronald mcdonald's coming back and you'll be sorry we'll all be sorry get sarah sherman from tv saturday night live to be the new ronald mcdonald she seems to be like she dresses like a clown. Yeah, I think she could be fun. I'm sure that'd be great for the brand. You know what, Steve? Go ahead and tweet at her that uh, we think she should be the new Ronald McDonald. All righty. All right, thank you. Yep. Let me know how that works out. I will. Uh, so the Simpsons hit the road in hopes of finding that elusive baby must-have. Lisa remarks that there used to be uh, more Texan stations, and March tells her that the several of the stations were sold off uh, to be a frozen yogurt chain. We then cut to a stop and go gurt, where an attendant uses a gas pump to fill a cup of froyo. Uh, he then hands it to uh, Selma Bouvier, who's on a date with Mo, the bartender. She complains that the date is cheap, but Mo just explains that he's just embarrassed to be seen with Selma. I think it's a good pairing. Yeah, I think if this were real life, they'd be together forever. And also happily, but they would be together. I also think I think Mo, I think Mo is actually below Selma's like station. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Selma's had Troy McClure. I mean, I know that was or was that Patty? I forget. No. Yeah, I think it was Selma. Yeah. Right. Because Patty's lesbian. Right. And I 
I mean, I know that they didn't establish that early on, but I think they, I feel like they always had Selma on the dates more so. So yeah, yeah Troy McClure probably. Patty was with Skinner. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because she was like, because Selma wanted to be with Skinner. That's right. But then he fell in love with for Patty. That's a fun episode. I like that one. Yeah. Why can't we watch that? Are we loud? No, I don't think so. <sighs> it's so fun. The, uh, the FXX, uh, like a few weeks ago, they were up to pretty much like season 31. Uh-huh. And then so they restart the whole series again. Right. And it's just been so fun. It's like when they're on that like massive, like 10 hour marathon and then mm-hmm. turn it on. And it's like season two, just like straight through. I'm like, oh, this is great. I don't need to turn yeah. the channel. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I could watch it on Disney Plus, and I I have right. the, uh, the 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 DVDs. It's nice to watch choice. it flow and just let it go. They should. That's another thing they should do on the Disney app. They should just have a Simpsons button that just just starts cycling it at random, like us. Yeah, exactly. It'd be fun. Yeah, I happened to watch uh, seasons eight Mountain of Madness uh, recently. That is a funny episode. Just wall to wall jokes, and it's uh, is that the like power so- applesauce bar one? No, no, it's oh. the one where um, there's a corporate retreat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Homer gets paired with Burns. Man, that is a good one. That- I feel like it's not on anyone's like top ten list, but it's just solid jokes after solid jokes. It's just funny because he brings his family. Like what, you- Simpson? Yeah. You brought your family. <laughs> Uh, anyway back to uh, yeah this episode uh you know the uh, mention of uh gas stations selling off their locations to restaurants seems kind of weird but there used to be a chain uh called hot now and it was founded in 1984 and it was like just kind of a standard uh fast food place but it got bought out by pepsico and then they had the idea of putting drive-throughs in former gas stations and we had one in portland for a little while and people were kind of sold on the novelty of getting a fast food meal from a gas station that was no longer a gas station but now I, they've all shut down yeah one. i remember them being like like their selling point was they're also like they were cheaper than like mcdonald's yeah and the um and I'm, i i kind of remember the burgers were just so basic like it was just ketchup and mustard and that was it like yeah they're basic like just kids burger or whatever yeah i think they kind of had you know there's that triangle of having something done quickly yeah cheaply or well and they chose quick and cheap i think and that was it yeah because because you couldn't you get like just a shit ton of burgers for so cheap and it was yeah. like it was almost like little caesars where you could just walk in and walk out mm-hmm. i mean i know fast food always had burgers made but yeah it was definitely a selling point there and speaking of fast food they don't really do that anymore like they don't really have made to order like you go into you know you go into mcdonald's and said i need three cheeseburgers and a large fry and they already have like the cheeseburgers already made yeah the fries they just scooped into the the bucket or whatever and then you were done now it just seems like they make it as soon as you order yeah i think there's such a premium on freshness and the uh illusion of quality that they want to uh make you wait a few minutes i think the only place that like i know kfc in the you know past couple years when i would walk in you know when you're allowed when you're allowed to walk into stores like kfc always had everything kind of ready and same with popeyes yeah yeah speaking of kfc um i know we're on a tangent of a tangent but uh i tried the uh impossible chicken nuggets yeah i think bill locally said it best they're uh real good for crappy fast food chicken nuggets could you tell the difference between those and like a morning star yes chicken nugget yeah and what would you rather have probably probably these um they were um the breading was really good well it's the kfc breading exactly and that's kind of the selling point the texture is just so dense and so tight that's what she said it's almost like um overcooked dark meat from chicken okay which isn't necessarily a bad thing but it's just weird because it's really chewy chewy exactly 
but yeah, if you dip them in sauce, you wouldn't know you wouldn't know the difference. So I'd say uh, for a chicken nugget, it's a, I'd say a solid seven out of ten. All right, another Bill Oakley food news. He was praising the fish sandwich, limited time, limited time fish sandwich from Arby's as the, one of the mm-hmm. best fast food items. Did you say it was the best fast food fast food item? I think so. Yeah. So I tried the Arby's fish sandwich, and it's good. But you know what? Popeyes had a fish sandwich a few months back, and that was better. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. Popeyes no, I, wins again. I think Popeyes for me because like one of the top uh, fast food places just they always have what i want and they always make it right yeah it's like uh sex and pizza even when it's when it's bad it's good yeah like uh, yeah they're like i said it before like they're the chicken sandwich when it first came out was just amazing mm-hmm. and now like the quality is not as good i don't feel like they're true yeah they're putting as much care in it but it still tastes good yeah and it's still superior to a lot of other fast food places rendition of that basic yep. sandwich yeah I, ha- I had mcdonald's finally the they're prestigious chicken sandwich and it was it was fine but it wasn't as good as popeyes yeah and i've tried uh burger kings and wendy's as well and they're all just fine i think burger king might be second yeah i think you're right the chicken sandwich was good yeah yeah and i would prefer just like the classic mcchicken over their deluxe chicken or whatever the the new one right i agree and it's same with like wendy's like wendy's like just the plain classic spicy chicken sandwich is better than like the deluxe yeah they they figured out figured out one interpretation that i think they do well and that's what they should stick with all right all this talk is making me hungry but i think we should just talk about simpsons instead all right <laughs> so uh deep in the desert of the outskirts of springfield the simpsons finally arrive at the uh, Texon station as they fill up homer goes to the attendant to get a toy that will make maggie's collection finally complete mm, nice part of town you got here too bad you keep it so far away <laughs> now that we're best friends can i get the baby elf pick a box you get what you get you can't tell what's inside oh i'm all at times not to have x-ray vision mm, i'll take that one Well, this isn't the right one. She wants the baby. I can't give you another toy till you buy another 10 gallons of gas. You're lucky you're behind glass. Ain't no glass. Sure, it's easy to slap people when you're hiding behind that glass. You have a good day. Drive all the way, get the wrong elf, ain't no glass. I'll show them. I'll buy 10 more gallons of their stupid gas. We're off to the races. I love the joke in the beginning. Sure is a nice part of town you live in. It wasn't so far, but uh, now we're best friends. <laughs> I gotta say already in this episode, but we'll see more. Homer's a really good parent in this episode. This whole episode is about parents sacrificing for their children. Yeah, exactly. That's the moral is to uh, don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just impressed because, you know, we've gone through eras of, you know, puppy dog Homer and jerk ass Homer. And it's kind of nice to see him just be a happy, supportive parent Homer. He wants to make Maggie happy. Maggie's his favorite. We all know it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he does it for her. That's true. And his uh, little office uh, in uh, Sector 7G. Right. Which was promptly removed because it's never been seen again. That's right. It's probably against code or something. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that Lisa or Bart is... Marge's special little guy, you know, she favors the firstborn. And no one likes Lisa. Exactly. Uh, I do like the whole gag with the the no window and the, the yeah. gas station attendant. <laughs> it's like Cletus, but not. 
Yeah, it's like tough Cletus. I, I just like his demeanor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homer has that plan, though, because he didn't get the doll. He got it looks like a Harry Shear elf from the <laughs> movie Hermione Wind with a giant beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wasn't that didn't he have like a giant beard in that one? He did. He was yeah. bald with the, well, that wasn't giant, he just bald with a beard. Yeah. And then that was that was kind of the weird part of like the movie at the end. It just then yeah. transitions. Yeah, I mean, more power to him, but it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I think it, it, I don't know if that was supposed to be a funny joke or yeah, because he, he still weird. kept his because because he, he had the low bassy voice. So yeah, that's is that the joke is like Haha, I think that is that he's a woman with a deep voice. Yeah, and a beard. I still like that movie. Yeah, me too. I think that uh, some purists don't like it as much as uh, other in the you know in the uh, Christopher Guest realm, but I I think it's good. Yeah, everyone says best and shows the best. But uh, I still like so it's got to say it's um for your consideration. <laughs> no, only saw that once. I don't know. I'd watch it again. See if maybe it's yeah, better. I think about it every now and then to see. Yeah. This. But yeah. uh, no, uh, Waiting for Gaffman still my number one. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, you know who my number one Simpsons are. <laughs> the ones from Springfield. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, I was saying Homer has a plan because he didn't get the, uh, the, the doll for Maggie. So he's going to buy 10 more gallons and hopefully that'll work. Right. Mm-hmm. So he just decides to drive around the gas station there. It was some really fun animation, too, because like you kind of feel the uh, the speed, yeah. you know, the way it's filmed and like mm-hmm. the, the Dutch tilt. And it's good. There's yeah, good animation is. there. Um, so they're all dizzy. So they get out of the car and then he goes to get the old uh, the happy little elf there. But unfortunately, he opens it up and it's the wrong one. In fact, it's is it the same one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the same elf. Same animation or do they? I think, draw they, it again? I think they drew it again. So then, you know, he, he's determined. So he gets. You know, he's got to spend 10 more dollars, right? Or 10 gallons. So he puts the car on some cinder blocks and runs that down. And they have a picnic. And then there's, you know, they go get them the toy. But he's still all the wrong toys. <laughs> uh, so then Bart throws a Frisbee into the air. And Homer uses the gas pump to skate shoot the uh, flying disc. And once again, another of the same elf. Homer then fills his trunk with gasoline, and once again, it's the wrong elf. So after having amassed a big pile of elves, see, I was going to be dorky and count how much it would have cost. <laughs> I was all ready to research uh, how much gas cost on average per gallon in 2010. But then I saw this pile of elves, which means that they did tried more times than we see. So I don't think I could give a fair assessment. So I just <laughs> didn't do the math. Um, but Homer did douses the, the elves with uh, gasoline and sets them on fire. And so after another failed attempt uh, to get that baby must have, Homer fills his car up once more. And uh, feeling tired, he splashes some gasoline on his face for a little wake up. <laughs> and after so many failures, the Simpsons decide to call it a day. Homer tries to give Maggie a lesson about uh, things not always going your way. But before he could finish, he blurts out his frustration with the ang- with uh, yells about not being able to get the toy. You know, been a funny side gag is if in this whole montage and getting the wrong doll that he does get the right one, but is still just frustrated and doesn't really realize it. And like maybe like they th- they throw one on the gasoline as a last minute. Like I forgot yeah. one. And they're like, wait, no, that is the one. <laughs> That's funny. Do you ever um like I remember at this time actually? <laughs> Do you ever put gasoline on dolls <laughs> all the time? Yes. Yeah, it's my um, thing. I would always get Simpson blind boxes. Uh, those little it's maybe kid robot or something, but collectible Simpsons characters that were in blind boxes. And I never had enough that I wanted to collect them all, but 
it's always fun to see to get like an itchy or scratchy. Now, the one that I was thinking of is I know what you're talking about, but when Lego came out with oh right the yeah. Simpsons minifigs, this, maybe it was in 2010. I don't know. It was after that, but a few years ago they came out with minifigs, and I would go to the the store and they were just in little bags mm-hmm. and I would go to the store and like feel the bag to see which character it was because they're blind bags. Yeah. So like uh pointy. So it's either Maggie or Lisa. You could tell like, yeah, you know, who they were. And then I, I would get frustrated because then I would just, I think eventually like I couldn't, I, I haven't collected all of them yet. I have quite a few, but I never got the full set, but there was a time where I just gave up and went on eBay and just paid like $10 for each of the stupid mini figs. Right. <laughs> I was like, I still don't have fucking Homer or whatever, you know, like I yeah. need this one. Yeah. It's funny to think about all the plastic we collected from like even bad. from childhood and still do. Can I also go back to oh, yeah. uh, they do the the cartoon thing that always annoyed me as a kid in cartoons when, for instance, if a character is like has a plate of food and they're eating it, mm-hmm. like the food never goes down. It's always yeah. there. And they do a Homer and the boxes because like when he keeps going back, there's only like still there are two like off the shelf, but the rest of the walls are still stocked. That's true. Maybe <laughs> the gas station attendant's just really good at his job. It just restocks every time. Yeah. It's just also kind of annoying because the boxes open really easily. There's no like plastic that they have to rip open. Yeah. Like he can just as any box, like just open the lid and look like couldn't the gas station tend to just do that for him. I know. Why does he got to be such a dick? You know, what a dick. He could have pocketed like 20 bucks. Homer could have slipped in 20 bucks. Like, hey, look for this for me. Wouldn't end up being cheaper for Homer and more beneficial to the gas gas station attendant. Yeah. Well, we do find out spoilers at the end of the the movie. He seems very he does seem like a very moral character. That's true. Yeah. And we'll get back to him later. I think it's cute that you called it a movie. (laughs) Well, it's not a movie. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's like a very short film. Yeah. Okay, fine. A TV show. <laughs> uh, so the Simpsons go back on the road and drive down a street that is uh, unfamiliar to Bart. It has businesses that he's uh, never heard of, like 7-Eleven and uh, the aforementioned McDonald's. This may all be new to Bart, but uh, Marge seems to know where they are. Don't you, Marge? I know where we are. This is the neighborhood where I grew up. Oh, everything's changed. That tree used to be a smaller tree. And that food bank used to be a regular bank. The march of progress. <gasps> There's my old house. <sighs> Someday when I'm a grown-up, maybe I'll go back and look fondly at our house. Well, stop in and say hi to me, because I'll still be there, chilling in my basement bachelor pad. Be sure to water the flowers on my backyard grave. As long as I can dig you up and stick you on the front porch every Halloween. Just don't dress me up like a woman. We'll see. I know what you folks are here for. Rabbits. I just killed this one because it stopped being cute. We're not here for a rabbit. I used to live in this house as a girl. I live in it now as a woman. That's my favorite quote. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, I used to live in here as a girl. And I live here as a woman. And then the, or I know what you're here for, rabbits. I just killed this one because it's not cute anymore. And the way that she says kilt. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a fun um, character. A, uh, is it Tress? I think so, yeah. Yeah, just a very fun voice. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, Marge's observations of the tree getting bigger. That's funny in itself, and it, there's other stuff coming up. But also, um, the food bank, or the real bank turning into a food bank. Uh, progress. Their city's in decline, like everywhere in America. But at least they're feeding the poor and not moneying the rich. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so the... Uh woman there 
who's now a woman that lives there in Marge's old home, invites the Simpsons in to look around. You know, it's no imposition there, provided that she doesn't have to feed Homer, <laughs> pointing at Homer. So, but inside, uh, Marge finds that uh, things uh, to be just as she remember them. From the mirror, she used to reflect off of the toaster to see if the bathroom was free. When she looks in there, Homer just openly doesn't shut the door and is taking a deuce and, and flossing strange, at the same time <laughs> in a stranger's house, like the first thing he does. And then she goes to her bedroom and uh, the, the bed still has the indents of the carpet from her old bed. And then she like giggles. Does, does she like implying that like that's where she just like banged a lot on? I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> I just thought she was so mundane that she was delighted by <laughs> the memory of her. Like she was excited about a tree growing. It's not like she was getting railed a lot on the, her bed and just, you know, just indenting with so much of the you know thrusting going on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Marge was, I don't think she was banging in high school. Well, that's why they had to go to the, the uh, putt-putt course. Right. <laughs> to make around because you can't like. Or maybe she's banging herself and that's why the indents are there. Maybe. That's why she giggled. <laughs> So Marge feels right at home there, but Bart's pretty bored and he's trying to get out of there. So he asks his mom if he can go read books in the car, which is funny. Mm -hmm. um, but then Marge points out there's no books in the car, but Bart snaps that he just wants to sit in the car. <laughs> Were you ever like that as a kid? Like, I just remember as a kid, like, why? You know, they'd be like in a store or something. I'm like, I can't just sit in the car. Yeah. Like, I don't no, want to be in here. I often think about that at my store. Like, kids don't want to be around there. Or neither do the dogs. Like, right. they just bring their dogs everywhere. And dog doesn't want to go to the store. Nope. I don't even sell dog food. You're a dogist. I'm not a dogist. <laughs> no, but I agree. Like, I, I remember it's only been recently where if it's not like you'd see a service animal and that's perfectly fine. Oh, yeah, of course. But it's now like people just bring their dogs everywhere and they're not service animals. Yeah. It and, is kind of. And they just kind of expect annoying, you to but... love their animal, too. Right. Like, they love to show it off and it will jump around on you. Yeah. Like, I'm not anti-dog. No, I just I, I, I know. I also feel weird, too, because like I was literally walking. I was walking down the street the other day. Just the other day. And then there's one like the, the leash was so big because it's one of those like, you know, elastic ones. So it was like 45 feet and the dog just comes running to smell my leg and shit like that, which, I, you know, I'm I'm not mean, but also I don't want to go pet it because one etiquette, like what if the lady's like, don't pet my dog. Right. Two, what if the dog fucking wants to bite me? Mm -hmm. The dog will bite me. And then that's going to freak the owner out because like, oh, shit, this person can sue me now. Yeah. So I just kind of like stand there and like, all right. I mean, if you want to pet a dog, you know, obviously ask for permission first. So mm -hmm. it's just, uh, yeah, that's why I'm a cat guy. You can't take cats anywhere because they just want to sit and lick themselves just like I want to do. Exactly. They're far more relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I want to eat food off the floor and poop in a box. Why can't mm -hmm. I? <laughs> I? I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> it was that one time you did when I went to your house. Oh, yeah. Is it because the litter box was in the kitchen? You're like, oh, this is where people eat. I don't want to smell cat poop and human poop. Right. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think that's just fun. That Bart, that's such a good kid mentality. It is. Yeah. And then I think it's kind of funny. Then the homeowner comes down from the attic and there's a box that has Marge's old stuff. And I'm like, is it her parents just move and say, yeah, fucking. Yeah, we don't care. You <laughs> keep Marge's shit here. <laughs> or maybe Patty and Selma like put it up there. Or made sure that it was like, yeah, we got your shit, Marge. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, let's, let's see what the lady says. I always wondered who Marge is. <gasps> My memorables. Over the years, I've sure been tempted to go through this stuff. So I did. Many times. My whole childhood is in this box. My scrunchies. 
I never really had the hair for these. Wow, Mom, you got first place in the science fair. Oh, that's ancient history. Oh, here's my paper on ancient history. Mom, these grades are amazing, just as good as mine. But then you wound up like you. I got to say, I think the uh, the owner of the house, she's just delightful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just that opening of like, I always wonder who Marge was. I always wanted to open these, this box and look. And I did many times. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. She doesn't have a name. Steve, give her a name. I'm going to say Janet. Damn it, Janet. You might be my MVJ. Possibly mine, too. Possibly. Um, so some trivia. Marge's ancient history paper was entitled Nubian Shards, or Sherds, rather, S-H-E-R-D-S. Towards a re-examination, and a sherd is a broken piece of ceramic material, not unlike a shard, especially one found at an archaeological site. When Lisa was going through all the papers, mm-hmm. there was one that like it was so fast. I'm like, wait, that looks like the test from a few <laughs> podcasts ago. Well, you know, it was the geography test. Yeah, true or false one, and uh, it is. Remember, you 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 quizzed me, and I think I got uh, one right. Yeah, I think it that was, was interesting. Like. I wonder if they do that often that we've just never noticed where they reuse. Because there's this one piece of artwork, right? Yeah. And then they would have to just reuse it. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah, it probably saves a little bit of time. And we're in this digital age mm-hmm. where you can zoom in and enhance and see that they reuse it. Yeah, so I thought that was fun. Yeah. Uh, so the next day at Springfield Elementary, the recess bell rings. The children happily step outside to the playground, only to find a sea of mud. As uh, Bully Dolph puts it, the drainage around here is a joke. Kearney doesn't even know why he pays taxes. Uh, Just then, Bart kite surfs through the mud on a lunch tray propelled by uh, Marge's old sunny chair kite from that box of memories. That was the uh, Chekhov's phaser in this episode, right? Exactly. I saw Sonny Bono, and then he was flying. This time he didn't hit a tree. Oh, too soon, Steve. I'm sorry. Also, I'm proud of uh, Kearney for paying his taxes. Yeah. I don't know where he works, but, you know, he's got a kid, so he'll probably get some some kickbacks, hopefully. Yeah, some state assistance, maybe. Yeah. Have we ever established who the mom is? No, I think we may have assumed it was Shauna, but I don't know. Well, let's make it canon. Let's say it was uh, Maude Flanders. Alrighty. Or Ned. What if it was, uh, what if it was Edna Krabappel? Oh, scandalous. And we can't write that episode. Yeah. Damn. I mean, we could make it Miss Hoover. That's why her name is Hoover, because she's... <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, Steve. So, yeah, Bart's surfing and with that Sunny and share kite, right? Mm-hmm. On, on a lunch tray. Yeah. Uh, he's holding an American flag and he's doing some flips and goes up a slide and then he finishes off with like a wave of mud and it lands on. Uh oh. Oh boy. Number one bully, number one lover, That's Nelson right. Munz. Yeah. Um, but Bart is taking a bow and Nelson comes up and towers behind him, ready to kick his ass. Yeah. Nelson raises his fist, but then uh, Bart flips to escape, but then uh, ends up kicking Nelson in the face, causing Nelson to bleed. And then uh, the nerds, there's Nelson. There's like two like other guys are on the end. Yeah. Like, who are those people? I don't know. They look kind of creepy. And they look older than elementary. Yeah. Like one's definitely like the bassist in the Sonic cover youth band. <laughs> and the other one's just some rich prick. I assume. I mean, was it last week's episode where uh, Lisa was going to be drawn into an itchy and scratchy? What if this is the case? Oh, what if yeah. this was a a, a contest? And That's uh, a good point. These two people won and the they drew the Simps- them into the Simpsons episode. <laughs> no lines, though. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry if I discharged them. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm sure you're not a rich prick or a uh, bassist for a Sonic Youth cover band. There are only listeners, and now they're gone. Mm. Sorry, guys. So the nerds start chanting Simpsons, Boombaye. What is that? What does that mean? I don't know. I think it might be a soccer thing. Okay. We'll see. No, sure. How would they nerds know soccer? That's sport man thing. Mm. It's a place in Belgium. All right. I could go for a Belgian waffle right about now. Mm, yum. So Nelson tries to stand up, but then he slips and falls, and then he starts crying, and he <laughs> cries out for his mom. Aww. And all the children laugh, and Nelson, Nelson runs out of the mud onto the blacktop where uh, he obeys <laughs> the rules of hopscotch while making his exit. I thought that was kind of a little funny visual gag there. Yeah, I, I like the uh, levels of Bart just kind of accidentally being a badass. Yeah, it's good. And, you know, uh, Nelson bleeding his own blood is like a good callback to uh, Bart the General from all the way back in season one. Probably the best episode from season one, right? Arguably to me, yeah. All right. Uh, So inside the school, Principal uh, Skinner polishes the glass of the trophy case while reflecting on buying extra trophies from cash-strapped schools. As he looks at the trophies for Harvard's men wrestling, (laughs) the Ogdenville Varsity Softball first place, and several championships uh, from Shelbyville, Lisa has an inquiry for him. Principal Skinner, quick question. Is it true my mom was a great student? Oh, indeed, your mother was as fine a student as you. Keep up the good work and you'll probably wind up just like her. Well, of course that would be great. (laughs) But I see myself making an impact outside the home. (laughs) Lisa, one of the hardest jobs I have is throwing cold water on young children's dreams. Ralph, you're not a kangaroo. (laughs) The point is, I've learned a lot about human nature by sitting in the park with mother. And one thing I've learned is children turn out like their parents. Behold your future. Oh. Ralph, you're also not a trophy. Skinner, I warned you about interacting with students. I don't want to have to yell at you. You yell at me about everything. Well, I can't yell at anyone else. Teachers have a union. Students have parents. What about Willie? I like Willie. Who doesn't? Hey, don't touch Willie. That's good advice. Going back to when he saying that uh, Skinner saying that he bought, bought uh, trophies from cr- cash strapped schools, and then you mm-hmm. see something from Harvard. Is the yeah. idea that like, Harvard's like a cash strapped school? We need money. It's kind of weird. Um, did has Principal Skinner was he the principal for Marge? He, yeah, that's. I was kind of wondering that myself. Like, I understand that they could have been classmates, but. No, I don't think so, because yeah, he was over in Vietnam while she was still in high school. That's true. So, but they could also like age Skinner up now. Right. To where he's like maybe like in his 70s. <laughs> Which makes Agnes. Oh, geez. A hundred something. No, she'd probably be like 980, 90. Yeah, that's, I guess so. I mean, technically it's not her real son. That's That's also true. But yeah, it's funny that. Skinner's just has the knowledge of all principles past, like it's a like a power. <laughs> or is it like the Doctor Who, how they just regenerate? Mm-hmm. So maybe like all principles are the same principle and then they have to regenerate into a new body. You know, what would be cool. Speaking of this principle, so, man, <laughs> that's a good idea. I like that a lot. Um, but I'm thinking that Doctor Who regenerates every few years and is a new being. James Bond regenerates every few years as a new being. So what if there's a crossover where Doctor Who was James Bond? I thought you were going to relay with The Simpsons and like, what if the Doctor regenerates and it's a cartoon character, but he still has to 
Oh, that works too. That's the better idea. He's Homer Simpson. Yeah. How come the, the doctor always regenerates as a human? Can he regenerate or they regenerate into like, like, like a, a Chewbacca? Yeah. I want to see. I want to see a Wookiee doctor. I like that. Yeah. No, the whole I, I've heard that theory that uh, not theory, but like there is like jerk fans who like, yeah, what if D- James Bond actually is just a time lord? <laughs> I think then Britain land would be uh, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves if James Bond was Doctor yeah. Who and vice versa. The Broccoli family would roll over in their grave. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to uh, the Simpsons homestead. How about that? That sounds good. Um, Lisa's there making a graph to determine what happened to Marge's grades. She's there with Maggie. We get a fun little visual gag where Maggie's still sad because she doesn't have baby must have. So she's trying to cope by putting other toys in this place. She puts like a raggedy and all there, but that's not that's not going to cut it. Mm-mm. And then she tries to put a transformer there. <laughs> I think it's fun. It's probably one of Bart's toys, right? Probably. That's a boy toy. Girls can't play with transformers. That's right. Um, And then she puts like a pretty ratty looking slinky there. <laughs> And then, um, but then the the toy bounces off the bed and back to the floor. And then Lisa figures something out because she's smart like that, right? Mm -hmm. Marge uh, grades took a nosedive when she was uh, a senior in high school. What happened to her as a senior in high school? I I think I know. I think I might die too. Well, what is it? Well, so yeah, Uh, Lisa looks at photos of a teenage Homer delivering Marge a pizza in the school library. As a young Marge enjoys a slice, Homer uses a pizza as a tie to impersonate a stuffy <laughs> professor. He then uh, stuffs a pizza slice into each ear, and then uh, Lisa keeps on looking at the scrapbook, uncovering a Scantron test where Marge has filled in the bubbles in the shape of a heart, writing inside of that heart, screw it, I'm in love. Lisa is horrified. Who was taking the photos? I wonder that myself. Um, also, if you pause it, it could be. Also, it could be this guy. If you pause it to where the Scantron is, there's like this one track and field guy who's in two or three photos. It's kind of weird at like 857. It's a very attractive guy. And, you know, <laughs> I think Marge kind of had a thing for him because he's in the scrapbook twice. Maybe that was the one making all the dents with the bed <laughs> with Marge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little fuck buddy on the side. <laughs> yeah. If I was a teacher, because the teachers get to input, you know, the answers for the scantrons, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would try to like, I wouldn't make it. It's like when, if you complete the test, it had like a message. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a heart. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't do a heart. You suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it'd be like, it would turn out to be like A plus. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so and so you when you're done, grade. you get your grade. Yeah. You're like, oh, I got them all right. But then I think they would probably then students would probably catch on. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you fail or like F. Yeah. And try F is again. Action. Yeah, try again. So uh at the kitchen table, Homer is rolling some major league uh cha, which is a you know, standard for major league chew, shredded chewing gum into a fruit rollums up, rollums fruit leather to make a uh, cigar. As he stuffs the sweet tube into his mouth, Lisa seeks advice. And later, Nelson once again confronts Bart. Dad, hmm? can I talk to you for a second? What is troubling you, my son? I mean, my girl's son? Well, um, I was looking through Mom's old schoolwork, and I noticed her grades went down when she started going out with you. Hey, if it hadn't been me, it would have been someone or something else. Sooner or later, everyone meets their Homer. No offense, Dad, but no boy is going to distract me from my dreams. It may not be a boy. It could be anything. Scrapbooking, high-stakes poker, or the Santa Fe lifestyle. 
Just pick a dead end and chill out till you die. No! That's not gonna happen to me. I'm gonna make sure nothing distracts me ever. Whoa! Look at you! Strutting around like your toad of Toad Hall! Huh? I'm just whistling, man. <laughs> you think you're so smart, don't you, Simpson? We're both in the same reading group. I think you know how smart I am. You know, I gotta hand it to Homer. His advice, well, it may be too direct for like an eight-year-old girl. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He knows a thing or two. Yeah, you're gonna find something that's gonna distract you, so just yeah, hang out until you die. Right. Uh, I think the Santa Fe lifestyle kind of appeals to me. I could see you thriving there, yeah. Isn't it just like, you know, laid back and mm-hmm. margaritas? It's, it's kind of like a Jimmy Buffett, like a, a pair of heads, right? Kind of, yeah. It's not it, like that festive, but yeah, it's mostly just good Mexican food and overpriced art. Okay, so and like a lot of turquoise. Maybe yeah, like, exactly. Like, and then like uh, like a Spanish-style home. Mm-hmm. Abode. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. With a rock garden. Yeah, I'm actually thinking about the uh, Airbnb that I had when I stayed there. And it, in oh. fact, was uh, like an adobe house with a rock garden. Yeah, well, you can't have grass. and Yeah, of course. No, but I can smoke grass there. Yeah, man. <laughs> kind of like uh, Homer's joint. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, sometimes on the podcast, we like to eat the food that uh, they have on the show. So, Steve, I made you that same thing. So here's a fruit oh. roll up with a uh, big leaf chew. How you go? All right. <laughs> and now you can't talk for the rest of the episode. <laughs> it's all stuck. I that does that does sound, seems kind of gross. It does, but I, I like the uh, bubble yeah. uh, smoke pillow or smoke ring that he blew. Mixing well. gum and candy, commandy, commandy. <laughs> what a fine girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, then the clip Bart and Nelson are going to go at it, aren't they? Yeah, physically. They're in the same uh, reading group there, Steve. The inchworm reading group, which mm-hmm. uh, inchworm is what? Okay, <laughs> is what we call. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, so then Nelson goes to punch Bart, but then Bart ducks, <laughs> causing Nelson to hit a nearby tetherball, which then comes around, smacks Nelson in the face, causing him to fall down again. And then the cr- a crowd forms and Martin exclaims that uh, Bart beat his boyfriend or the bully. Yeah. Um, and then Bart tries to say, it's just a series of really incredible inco- coincidences. And then he inadvertently smacks Nelson there. And then even Skinner comes over to uh, dethrone Nelson by giving Bart uh, Nelson's parking spot. So that's the bully's parking spot now. <laughs> but Bart's kind of pissed off there. I love yeah. Or frustrated. He's trying to say it's all a happy accident. You yeah. Nobody he, believes him. It's fun. Bart doesn't want to be a bully. No. Wants to be a, you know, a bad boy, but, you know, with a heart of gold. So uh, back at, at home, uh, Lisa's in her bedroom and she's packed all the things that uh, she considers to be a distraction, a diversion, or even hobbies, which kind of makes you wonder what is she distracting herself from if everything in her life is packed away. Uh, so her room is now empty. Uh, everything is gone except for her saxophone. Is that a distraction or is that a uh, higher calling? She wonders about this for a moment and then asks herself how many jazz musicians live long and happy lives. And so this causes her to throw her sax out the window or just found by Santa's little helper who instantly gets his head stuck in the horn. That's a pretty good joke. Yeah. Like the, the timing wise, the, mm-hmm. the, the pause of like thinking about jazz musicians. Yeah. And then just cut exterior <laughs> shot of the house. And there goes the uh, saxophone. So it was funny. Yeah. Good it's timing. a quality, quality joke. Yeah. And yeah, well, well, well timed. Uh, so Marge finds all this to be a little uh, curious. That's odd. Lisa just threw a saxophone out the window. Oh, that's probably because to her, the saxophone is a me, and she doesn't want to end up like you. Good night. She doesn't want to end up like me? Uh, no, she does. Totally, but uh, with a happier ending. Good night. What's so wrong with me? 
Nothing, sweetie, nothing. Here, let me explain. She does not want to turn out like you didn't. Not until diplomatic, trapped, help. Remember nothing. I remember everything. Well, if you check your purse, I think you'll find the Seven of Clubs. No, just a picture of Lisa, who wants to be nothing like me. I am so sorry, Marge. Yeah, Homer is kind of a voice of reason this episode, not yeah. dumb. I mean, I like how he is stumbling over trying to explain as much how we talk on this podcast than say word. Exactly. <laughs> Diplomatic. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> the seven of clubs bit. Ah, so good. <laughs> and, you know, uh, it's generally sad, like through Marge's eyes, she just hears that her daughter wants to be not like her, which is very sad. Unfortunately, that's how we all feel as kids. We don't want to be like our parents. No, we want to grow up and be something cooler, something better. And we never do. No. <laughs> uh, uh, so Homer then tries to slip that seven of clubs into Marge's purse, but uh, gets caught and offers a uh, guilty little giggle. Uh, the next morning, Marge is loudly and angrily making breakfast while Lisa is at the kitchen table attending to some schoolwork. She asks uh, Marge to quiet down, and Marge sternly agrees that she slams Lisa's breakfast down. Uh, Maggie steps in the kitchen with a diaper full of poop, but Marge says it's not a good time. It's funny to say to a baby. Yeah, let's <laughs> keep your diaper full. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so uh, Lisa asks Marge, what's up? Mom, is something wrong? Would it be so bad to turn out like me? Mom, I admire everything you do. But it's not good enough, is it? It's plenty good. It's great. It's just... Not for me. School bus. What kind of kiss did you get? Normal. You? Ice cold. You're just imagining things. Oh, yeah? Hmm. What does your note say? The Seven of Clubs? Ta-da! Uh, another great uh, callback with the, the seven of clubs there. Yeah. Funny. I think it's weird that um, Homer, not Homer, who's the boy Homer? Bart. Bart. When the school bus is there, he just seems so chipper and happy and like excited yeah. to go to school, even though like the B plot is him kind of dreading to go to school because he's got to encounter Nelson. Yeah. Why is he so happy? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It just seemed odd. Like he's never happy to go to school. Right. And now that he has more woes, he'd be even less happy. Yeah. Weird. Um, I, I like the lunch bags where Bart has his name with a heart around it and Lisa just says contents lunch. It's very funny. Yeah. It's it's a fun role reversal because wasn't the is it Marge not be proud? Yeah. Where even the Bart mentions like the kiss, but like Bart, yeah, Bart's uh Bart's the good kid in this episode. Well, no, he's he's the bully too. Hmm. Yeah, but through the his parents' eyes, he's doing no wrong. Yeah. And yeah, there was that one time too where Marge had a note in his in his lunchbox that said, For the love of God, please be good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Though. Yeah, where where Lisa's was, I am so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's follow the kids to school, Steve. Something I should not say on a recorded podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh so in, in Springfield Elementary there, Lisa's uh is reading poems of uh Emily Dickinson um, as kids uh chaotically run around. Lisa wonders why she got rid of all of her home distractions and if she has to do her learning at the loud uh, and distracting school. So she decides to go to the library and she has some some solitude there. It may be brief, though, because uh, 
outside uh, of Willie and his uh, oh, yeah. job he's got to do work. <sighs> but then uh, also in this clip, uh, uh, Nelson uh, and Bart hang out. Oh, I'll wax the upstairs and I'll wax the downstairs and I'll get drunk in the library. Willie, do you have to wax this floor now? No, no, I can come back later. <coughs> oh, should I get the nurse? Nay, nee, just keep studying. I'll scream this out. <coughs> I can get to you whenever I want, Simpson. But I'm gonna bide my time. You won't even hear the punch that wastes you. And you'll crack like one of those chicken turds rich people eat. You mean an egg? I mean you're dead! I mean, I think rich people and poor people all enjoy the egg. Yes, this is incredible and edible. Yeah, <laughs> chicken turds though. Oh, poor <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> Although, I think... It's funny. I have been kind of a snooty egg guy lately. Interesting. Um, Because I used to just buy like the store brand that was, you know, like $1.99 for a dozen. Yeah. But I've noticed buying like, like, you know, like the expensive one. I don't want, I don't want to sound like an elitist or anything. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rich, but. No, no, no. It's funny that you mentioned this because Laura has been doing the exact same thing. Yeah. It's well worth the price. The world of difference. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I see a yellow yolk now, I'm like, no, it's got to be orange. Yeah. So Laura's been buying two dozen eggs at a time, the fancy ones for like everyday eating, and then the more basic ones for baking and stuff where it doesn't matter as much. Right. Where it's just like a connector. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's, uh, it may seem like a lot at first, but if you have the means, it's definitely worth it because, uh, it really ups your game. Yeah. I know there's times too where I'll see I'm driving down the street and, you know, like a lot of people have their own like coops and stuff like that and sell like eggs for, I don't know, like $6 a dozen or whatever, their own eggs. I'm like, I'm tempted to just go knock on the door and grab those because those are going to be good eggs. Yeah. And they'll be shelf stable too. Yep. So, yeah. Welcome to Egg Talk with a couple eggheads here. <laughs> I hope we don't uh, crack you up. This is uh, definitely not Jason Manzukis's favorite podcast. No. <laughs> uh, Jason Manzukis, the comedian, well known for uh, being allergic to, definitely allergic to eggs. Cannot even be near them. He should play the villain Egghead in, the, uh, in a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. He could be anybody in the Batman movie. He'd be a good Joker. A Riddler. Oh, yeah. What about Robin the Boy Wonder starring Jason Manzukis? <laughs> now I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. I want him to pull the clumps on a Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> Play all the roles. <laughs> all right. Well, Steve, um, let's uh, let's talk about Bart and Nelson having a fight. Yeah. So Nelson walks away after, you know, telling Bart he's going to be dead. Uh, but <laughs> he slams into a uh, open locker door, locking himself in. <laughs> he wants to be let out uh, so he could put Bart in that locker. But Bart's mocking him, saying he's not so tough when Nelson's arm all of a sudden just punches out of the locker fence. And then Bart runs for it. Yeah, they're trying to get away because, you know, he's been lucky, but he knows. Yeah. Yeah, Nelson's a badass. Uh, so on the school bus ride home, Lisa is once again distracted by her environment. Uh, she decides that maybe Homer was right. She may as well just give up. Uh, so the bus stops at a red light and then orchestral music as a another fancier bus pulls alongside the children of Springfield. Uh, Lisa looks over to see that it's the Cloisters Academy where children study in peace and a string section plays for them in the back of the bus. Lisa, kind of in a horny fashion, says that that bus could pick me up on any day of the week. Otto tries to uh, bond with the other driver, calling him brother, but they say, 
we're not brothers. No. As the Cloister Academy pulls off, the back of the bus reads, if you were on this bus, you'd be smart by now. And so uh, Lisa prays to uh, Lord Buddha, despite knowing that she's not supposed to want for stuff, which I thought was I like funny. She doesn't Lord Buddha, too. Yeah. So <laughs> Buddha answers the prayers because all of a sudden we're at the Academy. Have we been, and... all been praying to the wrong God? Yeah. And uh, hold on. Lord Buddha, please make an- another police Academy movie. Starring Steve. Steve yeah. yeah. Michael Winslow. Bobcat uh, Goldwaite. Bobcat Goldwaite. Uh, 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 what's the guy's name that was with Bubba's, Bobcat? Oh, um, well, Bubba Smith. No, he's dead. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, instead of Bubba Smith, get uh, O.J. Simpson. There we and, go. Uh, oh, and the, the squeaky lady, I think she died too. Oh, yeah, she recently. did. Yeah. And then what's his name? Tackle Boy. He's been dead for like 15 years, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, get Jason Manzoukas. Yeah, exactly. Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> and O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Okay. That's all we want. Uh, all right. So, um, yeah. So they're meeting with the dean there. And he says it's a, a refuge for some quiet learning. And then he points out the one. He's like, they even have a, an imaginatorium. And then you just see a bunch of kids just pondering in the field. Of them. It's just a funny joke. And then he's like, oh, wait. No, it's actually over there. It's actually a building that says imaginatorium. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. So Lisa's begging uh, her parents to attend the academy. She's she's saying that she'll study so hard that the old her will look like Bart. And then Homer kind of thinks about uh, how that would be one weird looking kid. We'd love to send you here, sweetie. We just can't afford it. Well, I'm sure Lisa will be fine in Springfield Elementary. I hear they just found out there was a World War II. <laughs> oh. Homer, Lisa, could you please step outside? I have a few choice words for this gentleman. Mom, please don't. Oh, I've seen that look before. That's the I ate the piece of wedding cake she's been saving in the freezer 10 years look. You what? Run! I like how the dean does the joke of uh, they just uh, discovered a World War II. And he does like the, the laugh. I feel mm. like that was the dean has he wrote that joke himself like years ago and always wanted to or always like says that same joke. Yeah, it's just in his back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm a clever one here. And do my Wordle for the day. <laughs> Steve Wordle wasn't invented then. I know. And we don't talk about Wordle on this podcast. Are we a non-Wordle podcast? Yeah, sorry. Okay, that's fine. I respect that. <laughs> On day 1300%, but that's fine. <laughs> um, there was also a slice of wedding cake in the freezer that Marge showed Homer in uh, the episode Natural Born Kissers from way back when. I know um, that's a thing people do. Yeah. I don't know if you did. Nope. It just seems like I don't want to eat a piece of frozen cake that's from 10 years ago. No. It sounds gross, and I think my my tummy already just feels it and wants to poop and and. And butt poop. I mean, mouth poop and butt poop. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't. Poop. Yeah. It doesn't stay fresh, does it? I can't imagine. I just, why? Like, we have photographs. Yeah. I was there. I remember it. Yeah. I have a wedding ring. I don't need, like, is it made of remote. cake, though? Let me check. No. Ow. <laughs> oh, it's made of a uh, gobstopper. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it keeps on changing flavors. That's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't want to pull a, an Elaine Bennis and eat some real old cake. <laughs> that was that, that episode of Seinfeld is weird too, because was, it was a piece of from Jackie Onassis with like, she married Ari Onassis. Right. Wedding, it was a piece their of their cake. wedding cake. Gross. It's really gross. <laughs> but now I haven't watched that episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. That's kind of late in the run though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's like the Jay Peterman age. So probably I, season five or six. 
Yeah, I'm on a rewatch right now, and we've only just now got to season three. So okay, yeah, they're pitching the show. Nice. That's my update. It's a show about nothing, Steve. Nothing. Um. All right. So what's Marge saying to the dean in the office, Steve? Guess we'll never know. I know. You think it could have been like a uh, like I, I Forrest know. Gump's mom? Yeah, she went back to her old house, put the bed there, made some more dents into the carpet. <laughs> oh, dean. <laughs> So uh, Lisa and Homer run out of the office, much like the hero of an action film running out of the building just before it explodes. They both take a flying leap, but uh, Homer's leap uh, continues and he jumps out of the closed window and down into the school's pool. Back inside, he's all dry and back with Lisa. And the dean informs uh, them that Marge has convinced them to uh, offer Lisa a full scholarship to the Cloisters Academy. Lisa has a future. She hugs her mother and Homer hugs the four-eyed dean. And then in the parking lot, the family respectfully celebrates. So you'll start Monday. I'm so excited. Uh, 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 uh. Quiet campus. Shh. Now please hold your celebration until you're off the school grounds. What time Monday? Um, eight o'clock. Thank you. Full scholarship this is impressive. And I just thought that little scene was cute of them just pulling back so Homer knows what time to, sh- to show up. All right, let's get to our final act of this episode. So Lisa arrives at the academy and um, she meets a student who invites her to join the softball team. That's weird. Well, it doesn't seem like a school that have sports. Yeah. But uh, luckily for Lisa, no one actually plays softball. They just discuss the physics of the game. And then another student speaks up saying that she is the lead in uh, uh, the ERAs for the team. Which is actually extremely right answers. Yes. And so Lisa's ecstatic to join the softball team. Yeah, good for Lisa. Uh, so as Marge drives around with Bart, she notices that there's uh, something wrong with her special little guy. At first, he doesn't want to talk about it. But as they pass the first church of Springfield, he sees that Nelson has uh, redone the marquee to read tomorrow, Bart's funeral. This makes Bart open up. And then back at the academy, uh, Lisa meets her teacher. The kid at school's gonna beat me up. Is it Milhouse? Milhouse couldn't beat me up. Are you sure? He's having a growth spurt. It's not Milhouse. Is it a girl? It's Nelson. Hmm. I never figured him for the bully type. Well, if he's got you cornered and Milhouse isn't there to help you, there's only one way out. Make him feel good about himself. How do I do that? I don't know. Compliment his glasses. It's not Milhouse. Hi, Lisa. I'm Ms. Marshall, and I'm your teacher. Well, I am so happy to be in your class. No, I'm your teacher. I only teach you. Your short story about the lonely pony? Gripping. Did you get that the pony was actually me? It hit me the next day, and I read the whole thing again. I thought we'd start the semester by turning this into a novel. Self-published? Real published. Oh... Back before he played the clip, so Nelson was at the church and took uh, whatever it said to uh, tomorrow's Bart's funeral, right? Mm-hmm. Or tomorrow Bart's funeral. So I wonder what he changed. Steve, I went to an anagram generator. Lovely. <laughs> and it just generated like billions. I, I don't know where to begin. Okay. <laughs> um, I wonder if it was just, what if tomorrow was already there? And so That's he possible. rearranged Bart's funeral. So let's say tomorrow was still there. And uh, he rearranged Bart's funeral to tomorrow. Bart's nebula, nebular. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, feral turbans. 
There we go. Uh, tomorrow, bra flaunters. <laughs> That's what it was. Yep. Tomorrow, bra flaunters. <laughs> I want to go to that church. Yeah, sounds sexy. <laughs> Here's a better one. So Nelson's in that smart because they're the only in the inchworm reading group, right? Yeah. So really, it said tomorrow, Bart funerals. There was multiple Barts that died. <laughs> so he just moved the S. There you go. <laughs> There was a convention that the plane crashed. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, barf neutrals. Oh. Uh, tomorrow, artful barns, but not like not like farm barns, like Barnes and Noble. Exactly. Yeah. Barns. Um, a surfer ant lab. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um. All right. Tomorrow, Alf blast, Alf Baster run, Alf Bat nurser. <laughs> it's a alien. Yeah. Breastfeeding and bat. Uh, oh, we have COVID. Alf bra tuners. Alf bra unrest. All right, we're having too much fun with uh, yeah anagram generators. <laughs> Where's our fun? <laughs> should we play Wordle now? Maybe we should. Uh oh. All right. Um, also, what will happen in that clip? Um, I like to talk about the clip. <laughs> Lisa has a Brace. teacher. Mental plan. Uh, Lisa has a teacher that's just her teacher. Yeah. Like the school's so fancy that she has her own individual teacher. They'll probably uh, make a lot of kids smart like. Yeah. Better education type thing for yeah. us dummies. She's going to be a public, a real published author, Steve. Yeah. With it, kind of a trite story, but seems it, like. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I, did you also feel like watching this that that uh, the teacher was just kind of like um, toying with Lisa? It yeah. Sound like she, 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 sound, she sounded insincere. Yeah. She so. sounded like an agent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's maybe that's her case. scam. Like she has, yeah. she just publishes kids' books and then just reaps the profits of them. <laughs> I know. We should just write children's novels. Novels, I, I mean books. They only have to be 30 pages. Yeah. You just have to say, uh, this animal does bad things and now it does good things. Be like this animal. That's the book right there. <laughs> that's the book. <laughs> that's the book. Bad giraffe learns his lesson. Yep. There you go. Let's get back to the Simpsons. Um, we're going to the kickball field or the baseball field, just the diamond, Steve. Yeah. Uh, Millhouse kicks the ball into the air and Bart gets it only to find that the other kids are running back into the school. That's weird because, uh, oh, yeah, Nelson wants to fight Bart. Oh. And then we get like that fun transition where it's still bright and sunny out, but then the clouds come and, and turn, you know, turning everything gray. And I think we get the it's not the it's not the Halloween music. They couldn't get John Carpenter's Halloween. So they got right a uh, you know kind of crappy knockoff yeah it's like it the all hollow eaves yeah so then bart hears the uh the ha-has from nelson and he's running towards the school hoping to get in there for safety uh, but then once he reaches the door the doors burst open and guess who he's face to face with <gasps> sideshow bob this is it simpson after this your nose will not be an audi make him feel good about himself uh, Nelson? For someone who never goes to the dentist, you have pretty good teeth. They're dentures! Ugh. Uh, you do a lot with a limited wardrobe. That's social worker talk for I'm poor! Ugh. Uh, uh, you punch really good! You think? Oh, yeah. A and you always avoid the face around picture day. People appreciate that. Hey, those memories are forever. You really care, man. A lot of bullies just phone it in. Kearney. Kearney sure does phone it in. Yeah, what a loser. When Nelson says that when he punches Bart and the face's nose will become be an Audi anymore. Mm -hmm. I always thought uh, Bart's nose was a Volkswagen. Hey. Yeah, you knew that joke was coming. 
<laughs> I like it though. So we go back to Lisa in her bedroom. And uh, as she's being tucked in by her father, she exclaims that her new school is so great. She's learned that teachers teach so much better when they're paid in money <laughs> rather than chickens. Although if they were paid in chickens, I could get those fancy eggs. Uh, oh. Lisa then asked if Marge is going to say uh, good day oh. to her. <laughs> For some reason, I thought in my mind, they were just getting like dead chickens oh. <laughs> to cook and eat, not like live chickens. But you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could be right, too. They could just. Give them chicken car- carcasses or like it's like it's like a styrofoam pack of chicken tenders. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, I found it. Tomorrow, Ben Fart uh, Sutra. Oh, no, I can't do Sutra. Ben Fart Suri. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm still on the anagrams. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, Ben's going to fart. We know that much. <laughs> so Lisa then asks if uh, Marge is going to say goodnight to her. Homer tells his daughter that Marge is doing laundry, <laughs> but she oh. has authorized him to say Good night on her behalf. So by the power vested in Homer, he now pronounces her Lisa sweet dreams. Go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a funny, funny clip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this one's the best. Tomorrow, Bears Nut Ralph. <laughs> now, Ralph yeah. is spelled R-A-L-F. but That's still. fine. No, it, that's the best one. So uh, Lisa, uh, she's drifting drifted off to sleep there. But as the night goes on, she's awakened by this distant sound, uh, rumbling sound. She looks at the clock and it's 4.12 in the morning. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know there was a four o'clock in the morning. Mm-mm. She turns on the radio and the announcer's like, it's four in the morning. And here's the news. It's no news because everyone's still asleep in their comfy beds. Good night. Oh, uh, so what could be making that noise, Steve? So she steps downstairs to see that her mother is awake. Oh, no. Yeah, she goes into the basement, shocked by what she sees. It's all the academy's uniforms hanging to dry. You got slacks there. You got or you know, like the skirts and the shirts. It's all there, Steve. Oh, man. And Marge looks so tired. Yeah, she's drying yet another white shirt. And then uh, she has a shirt to the stack. <laughs> and then she ties a bow around them. And then she begins to fall asleep when Lisa Lisa's scream startles her. Mom? <laughs> I see what happened. There was no scholarship. They said I could attend if you did all their laundry. I can't live with that knowledge while trying to get more knowledge. Lisa, honey, I insist. Because it's important to you that you don't turn out like me. Mom, I don't want to go to that school. Why not? Because it's too elitist. Everyone's parents are in the business. What business? I don't know. They won't tell me. And besides, you were willing to do all this just so I would be happy. Mom, I'd be honored if I turned out like you. Mom, thanks to you, this box sucker didn't beat me up. We've been poking foil all night. Must have put away two eight-packs by now. I'm so glad you two are friends again. Look what Maggie got. Homer, how did you get... Uh a father has his secrets. How did he get in? Told you, ain't got no glass. Did he take any money? Uh-uh. Well, he did now. <laughs> I just love that ending. <laughs> but that's what I say. The gas station attendant is more. He didn't take any of the money. No. <laughs> but just the whole, like, keep telling me there's no glass. It's <laughs> a really good payoff. Yeah. And I like how everything kind of wrapped up happily. And uh... Yeah. Except for... Uh... Was the apple juice they were drinking from fermented? Why are they drunk? I hate it when that. Yeah, like drunk. the kid drunk thing. Yeah. I did like the phrase box sucker. 
<laughs> and poke and foil. Yeah, that sounds like a, a sex term, poke and foil. I don't know what it means, yeah. though. So does buck sucker. Yeah, well, I know what that means. Yeah, and DJ Khaled will not do it. <laughs> and he can't eat spicy wings, right? That's right. Or he eats, or he owns chicken wings. Yeah, he What's owns he on? uh, Wingstop. No, wait, that's another no. one. I like Wingstop. Yeah, um, but wasn't he on DJ Khaled on that? that uh, oh, the ones? spicy ones, yeah. Yeah, and he couldn't do it. I don't know. Didn't watch uh, it. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, let's um, let's take a break and come back and tell the world what we really that sounds good we'll be right back all righty craig we're back let's talk about lisa simpson this isn't your life we'll uh, talk about uh, the things that made us laugh our favorite mvj uh the things that we might want on a t-shirt or a tattoo or on some media and then uh, we'll say what we thought about it and we'll find out what we're watching next week all right sounds like a plan wonderful well craig let's start with the uh, the media bullshit what do you want to uh, put on a thing the merch yeah the merch the merch with the merch you know, I think I, I'll, I'll keep it simple, stupid. All right. I just want a brown T-shirt that just says contents, lunch. I like it. Just wear it. Yeah. It could like go over your belly. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> um, I'm also going to go simple and I'm just going to have a T-shirt that says Marge Simpson, school dance cleanup captain from when the uh, she got the trophy for cleaning up after a dance. With her picture on the shirt, right? Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that was quick. Yeah. Quick and easy. Nothing else from this episode. Could do the happy little elves. Sure. Set. Could do uh, seven of clubs. That would be yeah. relevant. You could do the vest with the Cloister Academy on it. Exactly. But in the end, Steve is going to get what he wants and I'm going to get what I want. Right. And listener, you can get what you want. I right. don't care. All right. What's our favorite joke now? Yeah. What What made you laugh? What, so, what uh, made you go ha ha ha? I'll just lump it together. I think my favorite characters in this episode that made me laugh were the Texacon uh, gas attendants and uh, the late the, the woman who lives in Marge's uh, old house. Yeah. They had some of the funny like just the, when Marge says, I used to live here when I was a girl <laughs> and I live here as a woman. Great line. One of my favorites. Maybe Marge gets the MVJ for, you know, main characters because uh-huh. her silliness of, uh, you know, laughing at all the silly stuff that, you know, like, like the tree growing, like it mm-hmm. used to be smaller. That's that sort of thing. And the toaster and the toaster. And, you know, I also give it up for Homer, who's kind of uh, not dumb in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, Homer, that's tough. Uh, Janet, as we were calling her, was definitely uh, a big one for me. She, the Janet being the Marge's home owner. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just the reading of I killed this rabbit because it yeah. wasn't cute no more. That's a really fun line. And the whole thing about Marge's belongings and her going through them several times uh, made me laugh. But I think Homer might be my MBJ for the main line characters. Just mm-hmm. that uh, seven of cars, seven of the clubs joke made me chuckle. And I don't know, he's, he's just so present in the episode without anything actually being about him. He's just there to support other people. And I really like that. I think this episode, it's fun because it's the classic A story, B story. Yeah. I feel like the Nelson, the visual gags, very cartoony and fun scene. All those fun coincidences, as Bart puts it. Yeah. But I think it's weird also in this time period of, I feel like Nelson in, has moved on from being the bully and just kind of being the friend. Yeah. He's like the tough friend who might like punch you, but he's not like a capital B bully. Because even Marge points out like at the end, like, I'm glad you guys are friends again. Like she's known like Nelson and Bart have had many adventures together. Right. As friends. Like I only think as as Nelson was the bully, 
in Bart versus the general. Right. And then after that episode, that's when Nelson respected Bart more. Yeah. And then I always thought of Dolph, Jimbo and Kearney as basically the bullies, which Nelson might associate with, but he's also among like Bart and his peers as well. Yeah. And I think the story would have worked. I think the B story seems like it would have been something that they, they did in like the first like six seasons. That's true. And then also get vibes of wasn't there? Well, that was Lisa was being bullied by mm-hmm. um, a, 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 a new girl. We watched yeah. that one for this podcast, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, because it was like the scent that. Oh, yeah. The pheromones. The yeah. Pheromones, yeah. Oh, you know, I forgot to mention. I loved Marge's run about she's thinking it was a millhouse who was bullying. By it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that millhouse could be a bully. <laughs> he did go through Grossberg. It's true. <laughs> when I mentioned earlier that this episode actually has heart behind it by the fact that homer will do anything for maggie right Mm -hmm. and then it shows in the end that marge will do anything even though marge is like super pissed at her daughter yeah she doesn't want to quote unquote end up like her she'll still sacrifice whatever to make lisa happy no matter what even though she's not happy about it yeah so it's kind of fun that's very fun it's very fun to (laughs) it's not fun at all to sacrifice uh, everything sacrifice everything that's the moral story don't do it you know, there was the uh, Lisa Simpson where she's concerned that she's going to turn into Homer. Right. And this is kind of like kind of a spiritual sequel to that. And she kind of goes through the same process as she did with Homer with finding like Marge's old braids and seeing that they took a nosedive at a certain point. That being said, I think this is like a nice greatest hits of what we want of a Simpsons episode. Yeah. Like it's a nice small episode. Like there's not any world changing like threats or anything it's just uh, the family <laughs> dynamic well you know what i mean like yeah, I know. there's no like no there's no like asteroid coming or nobody's <laughs> gonna lose their job it's just family <laughs> stuff and i kind of like that it goes from asteroid is the worst to second worst losing a job that's right <laughs> gotta file for unemployment you know, you know yeah. make yourself wake up in the morning it's rough it's like an asteroid yeah I'm not trashing the um, the B story. I I thought it was very fun. The mm-hmm. um, the sight gags. It was a very fun sight gag episode. It's true. Yeah, a lot of fun visuals and a good it, amount of jokes too. And I think you're right with the. It's a nostalgic episode because it makes us think of. And we did that during the podcast talk. Was talking about other episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, of The Simpsons, not just other TV shows like we usually do. <laughs> right. I mean, did talk about Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe this episode was we we were thinking about the old days. This episode's perfectly cromulent with me. Yeah. Um, if I gave it a rating, let's see here. Uh, so you needed what? 10 gallons to get that uh, toy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Rating something that from one to 10. Has anyone done this before? I don't think so. It seems pretty, pretty weird. Uh, so out of 10, I'll give this episode a 6.76834. All righty. Um, yeah, this episode was, uh, I, I like how sweet it is. Everybody's kind of nice to each other. I like, I just like how nice Homer is, even though it, like he's kind of not being Homer, but he doesn't feel out of character exactly. They don't do a lot of Marge and Lisa dynamic episodes, and I thought that was fun. Um, and yeah, it's not like groundbreaking, but I thought it was just a sweet, cozy episode. So, uh, you know, Homer had that seven of clubs. So out of a seven of clubs, I'm going to give this how to play poker card. You know, I'm going to take your, uh, your card idea too. And I'm going to say, I give it out of seven of clubs. I'm going to give it a joker. Jokers are wild. It could be whatever rating you want it to be. There you go. 
That's the safe answer. Yeah. Good. Smart. Yeah. That's speaking of getting smart. Let's watch Get Smart now. Yay. Or we'll continue watching The Simpsons. Alrighty. Well, there's no new episode next week. So once again, we'll have to turn to that wheel of random. Let's bust it out and let's give it a spin to see which season we're in. We have season 26. Season 26. Alrighty. Let's give it a spin to see which episode we're watching. Episode 2. Season 26, Episode 2. Why, that's the wreck of the relationship. What happens, Craig? Well, when Homer's efforts at parenting go poorly, Marge schedules him and Bart for a conflict resolution program. While Homer and Bart are away, Marge manages uh, Homer's football league. Fantasy Football League. Okay. Okay. Uh, Steve, this was written by Jeff Westbrook. Oh. Originally aired October 5th, 2014. Director was Chuck Sheets. Hmm. Steve, do you remember this episode? I do not. You know, I think we talked about early on in the podcast when we were spinning the wheel, because that's that's part of, uh, here's some behind the scenes. Part of my job on this podcast is uh, to get the episode, which is I literally just press a button on the app and it tells me what episode we're watching. So Steve mm-hmm. never, never knows. And in the beginning, I would just give you the title and you'd have to guess what the plot was. Oh, yeah. We should start. We should bring that back. Let's try to remember to bring that back. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's try that next week. Yeah. So I think we'll have another re- uh, another real random episode. Because if I were to said the wreck of the relationship, what would you have thought it was? I would have assumed that it was a Martin Homer splitting up episode. Okay. On a ship. Yeah. Because it's the wreck and like a. Oh yeah, yeah. I so ship that's what that, I would Steve. assume. Okay. There you go. Obviously, you don't remember this episode. No. I. Don't either. Hmm. Fantasy football. That's the thing people love. Yeah. People are very passionate about it. Yep. All right. Well, I'm also passionate about uh, people contacting us on social media like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at 138Simpsons. And you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. And if you're so kind, go to your favorite podcatching app and leave us five stars or the equivalent. But you don't need to write a real review. Just tell us what the thing that you're going to that's going to ruin your life. Is it going to be scrapbooking, high stakes poker or the uh, Santa Fe lifestyle? All right. For this week, I've been annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been an annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And remember, I'm not cheap, baby. I'm embarrassed to be seen with you. I'll get drunk in the library. I like Willie.